Moneys. Welcome to the Salem Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with multi-hyphenated music artist and CCTV podcast host, Chantel Nicole. Hey, Hi. Chantel. <laughs> Hi, Victoria. Hi. Hi, Moneys. <laughs> Welcome to the Salem Fan Club Podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Like, seriously, dream come true. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm so happy to have you. This is so awesome. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm a fan for sure. Been listening and watching, and I'm mostly on YouTube watching the screen, but listening for sure. <laughs> yeah. No. It's. It's. I'm. I'm always appreciative to anyone who listens at all. So thank you. <laughs> of course, the love is real. It has to be real. You know, when I reach out, I'm definitely like, hey, do I like this person and their brand and their thing? And I was like, oh yeah, I like her. I like all of it. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's so important um, to do that. That's what, I still feel the same way with guests because I'm like, if someone reaches out or I'm reaching out, I'm just like, is this person cool? How do I, what's the vibe I'm getting? I'm like, oh yeah, this person's dope. Right. I need to get them on the show. Right, right, exactly. See, same wavelength here. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, speaking of same wavelengths or, I don't know, we're both here, both here talking about Sailor Moon. What's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? Okay, so my first memory is cool. Quite simple. Um, as most young Americans, especially the Black Americans, we would come home from school and watch Toonami. So um, I remember coming home and right after the, I think it was like the Great Saya or something like that, the Saya Warriors, like all those Zodiac Warriors. Um, right after that, there was like this blonde-headed chick, and I was like, oh my gosh, this this white girl's kind of cute. I like her. Like she's really cute with her little skirt. And I went to like a private school, and I saw that she was wearing a uniform. So instantly. Didn't know anything about it. Didn't know the song or anything, but I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I like it. She's really pretty. And I left it at that. And then on a trip to like a cable vision, <laughs> I saw it again on like a display television and she was trapped inside of a tennis ball because of a villain in the first season trapped her inside of a tennis ball. So I was like, oh my God, I have to watch this show. I have to find out what it is. So um, I watched the full tsunami like anime block and I found out it was Sailor Moon. And that's literally my first memory of it <laughs> very vivid <laughs> that is yeah tsunami is everything really for sure. for sure tom held us down tom held us down like nobody knows no one appreciates a good vj well he wasn't like a vj but like you know an anime v- vj no one appreciates them anymore i guess <laughs> yeah like a moderator or something i don't something. know something yeah. yeah he was great <laughs> hello tom tom was yeah. great tom did um, his thing <laughs> You mentioned a few things. Like, you know, like, I remember the episode where she turns to a tennis ball. It's, like, hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, do you have any other favorite moments or episodes that you like from the show? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, from the 90s one, definitely. I feel like the, the Crystal, it was just really straight on from the, the manga, right? But the 90s yeah. one had so many, like, fluff episodes and such. Um, I think one of my favorite episodes, oh, it's so hard. <laughs> But one of my favorite episodes is probably the Birthday Blues dubbed episode. Um, I had the uncut version from a blockbuster and I have the cassette where it was Sailor Moon's birthday and Darian completely forgot and she slapped the ever living crap out of him. And I was like, whoa, why did she just hit her boyfriend? Um, But yeah, I remember watching it on television. It was inexplicable at the time. But when I got the cassette, I was like, oh, still not justified, but... That's probably one of my favorite episodes because then he came with the shoe and then Sailor Venus pretended to be her. So like, that's definitely something that stood out. And I thought she was going to die that episode because I think the heart snatchers like snatched her heart for a bit. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting episode for sure. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Wait, are you talking about when it was her birthday and she lost her powers? Is that where? Oh, no, no. It was the episode. It was like, um, Darian, she's like, she's like, it's a day it is. And he's like, I don't know. She's like, really? Something happened, but she slapped crap out of him. Um, and he's like, I really don't know what's wrong. And I think one of the scouts were like, it's her birthday, dude. So he got her a diamond shoe, but a diamond, like Tomo's diamond was in it. And he put the shoe on her. She goes, oh my God, Darian. He's like, she's like, I'm sorry for like slapping you. He's like, I'm sorry, I forgot your birthday. He puts the shoe on her. And then all of a sudden the diamond comes out and she's like, ah, I've come for your heart crystal. You know how they. How yeah, they. I remember this now. I totally right. remember this now. Yeah, he yeah, had like, a little mark on his cheek and everything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. And then oh. Sailor V had to pretend to be her because she had been, you know, she was right. in front of the villains. And she's like, that's not Sailor Moon. I think the outer sense she were there as well. And she's like, that's not Sailor Moon. That girl could never be me. <laughs> right. That was like the last time we actually saw like the disguise pen even used in the anime, I believe, too. So I was like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> I love the disguise pen. I always wish they used it more because it's such a For cool sure. thing. Yeah. I mean, she had so many cool attacks and different things that were really interesting. Like um, the disguise pen was lit that first season. She's like, I'm. I'm a flight attendant. I'm a teacher. I'm a would have been great. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So uh, yeah. I think it was like a wasted opportunity. And then her little mm-hmm. her Odango like ornaments were always like alarms when she started crying. Like they never used it, but hey, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. She could like it was like she had like super hearing almost. Yeah. Through them. Yeah. They never used it. Or even like she started she stopped using her tiara. In some way, I guess maybe it wasn't strong after a while, but yeah, it's little things like that. I do wish they use more, Mm -hmm. especially the disguise pin. Like, I love the disguise pin, I have a little keychain with it. Um, It's really cute. (laughs) Any like Sailor Moon items or accessories or like proplicas, I Mm -hmm. wish I could just get, but it's like. You know, when you're doing like your singer thing, it's like, do I buy this proplica compact or do I pay for the session? Okay, I think I'll pay for the session, you know? So (laughs) I did recently see on um, eBay, and I'm most likely going to get it this week. They had like an actual fountain pen. Ah! It looks like the disguise pen. And I'm like, this is so cool. And it was like maybe $10. It's not like obviously anything like. Right, officially but made, but I was like, "This is so cool, and I want yes. it." And they had like each of the transformation pins too, and they're actually pens. And I'm like, "If these things, if you can like switch out the ink, I'm getting yes. these." Yes, the functionality is what's important. It's not like, "Oh, this is just my prompt." Like the functionality is what makes it important, and when you can use it, it's worth the coins. Yeah, that's that's my rule <laughs> to myself now. Well, at least yeah. I try to keep to this rule. Is like when I buy things for like from like the fandom or like any mm-hmm. fandom, I try to make it functional too. So like I'll buy a mug or a blanket or like you know a pen. Right. So I don't buy a lot of. I end up not buying a lot of posters. Yeah. Um, just because even though I love them, but I'm just like they're just gonna accumulate, and I only have so many walls, and I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I don't actually don't have any Sailor Moon posters. I have a lot of K-pop posters though. Um, then I have a Sailor Moon, like a pop Funko and like my cassettes and my DVDs. I refuse to get rid of those. I don't care. Even if I don't even have a VHS player. I kind of do, but it's a little out of whack, but I refuse to get rid of my cassettes and my DVDs. <laughs> I feel exactly the same. I still have VHS tapes and I will never get rid of them <laughs> because yeah, for real. I don't know. It's just, and it's so hard to, especially if you have the movies, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really find it with like the same music anymore, or it's yes. just like a bunch of things they took out. Yeah, like I need to keep these so I can preserve it for myself. Yes, it's, it's so pretty, and I never want to get rid of it. I agree. I wish I had a better place for it, though. I have it like sitting on a shelf, and I'm like, oh, this is so tacky. You deserve better. <laughs> I know. One of my dreams is like, I swear, the only reason I want a house is just so I can have like a space dedicated to all my Sailor Moon things. <gasps> Oh my god! When I see like Moonies do that, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like yeah. I've seen somebody with a whole shelf in like a glass case, and then she has like a six hundred dollar, um, like prop. I forgot what it was, like a full figure with the the moon the moon heart compact and Super Sailor Moon. I was like, geez, Louise, cost like six hundred dollars, but she was like, it was worth the money. I bet. Yeah, I believe it. I totally believe, agree. Was it Ochiba Wolf by any chance? I know she has a really great collection and she has some like. I think it was. Yeah. Now that you say the name. Yeah. Her collection is is amazing. And I'm like, goals. Goals. It was (laughs) like like $600. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. I agree. (laughs) Um, We talked a lot about Sailor Moon. I'm wondering, do you have a favorite Sailor Scout slash Senshi? (laughs) I definitely do. Um, So, primary. Um, it's definitely Sailor Moon, um, and, and I know I feel like a lot of people might say like I'm main character, but no, seriously, like when it comes to being late all the time, when she says, "Oh yeah, I'm Sailor Moon, I'm kind of a klutz," I'm like, "Ooh, yep." There's footage of me tripping all over the place. I'm I'm definitely a crybaby, um, uh, but I'm also very passionate about like, my friendships as well. Like I noticed that even though the parents were super absent in the series, like. Like there, there was not not a stress on the relationship with the parents as much as there was a relationship with like the friends or something like that or her boyfriend. Um, so I'm very much that kind of person where my friends are really super important to me. Um, and I'm a bit dramatic and I'm, I get jealous easily as well. Oh, I'm working on it. You know, when you get older, you realize like, you know, acting like an anime character is probably not the best idea. Um, but my secondary character in the sense of like, my my shadow self, my other personality is definitely Mars um, and Venus. Because Venus is definitely like, uh, she and <laughs> Usagi share a brain for sure. Like <laughs> boy crazy, really bright, really sweet person. Um, and Mars as well. Uh, she she can be standoffish. Um, but I always noticed that she never spoke unless she had something to say. Or if she was trying to tell Usagi to get her crap together, like, come on, study. Or come on, be brave. Like, this is your time to do well. This isn't the time to worry. Um, do what you have to do so that we can all, um, you know, succeed. So uh, those three are definitely senshi that I resonate with. Um, can, can I ask you what your favorite senshi is? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat with you with... Um, I love Sailor Moon um, for similar reasons. Like I really value my friends. Um, I think she is just uh, just such a cool character. Like I think you know she's so relatable, and I love that she can be a crybaby and can like own her fears, but also like step up to the plate when it's time to step up to the plate and you know do anything for her friends and. No, I also love eating and sleeping and reading manga like she does. So it's just like, oh, this person is is pretty much me. Like, I don't cry as much, I don't think. But I definitely, like, feel like everything else. I'm like, this person just feels like me. Other than that, I think Sailor Neptune and Sailor Pluto are just really cool. Um, I love that. Like, Pluto's, like, gatekeeper of time and space. I just, like, just, like, bad bitch. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and I love she's brown. 
Come on. Right. That too. I didn't realize that till later. And I was just like, oh my God. Um, right. And then Neptune. I just, I also just think she's just like really cool. She just, I've always just like admired her. Just like being like just super cool. Yeah. She's very classy. I remember watching her and I was like, oh my God. She's so she's so classy she's so sophisticated she's sophisticated right like without be- like her and mars i feel like are very similar but mars is standoffish where she's a little bit more like come you can talk to me but you know you have like five minutes mars is like i don't have time please unless you're gonna say something important like please go <laughs> like she's very standoffish but not in a way where it's like mean because i definitely have friends that come across as like mars where they're like very beautiful very intelligent very articulate but you don't know if they don't like you or not <laughs> until you get to know them. But with Neptune, she was more like, you are welcome here. Come, let's talk about this. Very rational. <laughs> Definitely. There's a bell going off. So hopefully it doesn't pick up. It might. I don't know. Sorry, guys. But yeah, I completely agree totally with that. I think, yeah, she's just like, like the cool girl. Just like, I feel like, and I say this too, or I'm like, I think I am a Sailor Moon, but like, Sometimes I aspire mm. to be like a Sailor Neptune. <laughs> right. The aspirations are there. Yes. Yeah. All cool right. and collected. You have all my stuff yeah. together, you know. One can only wish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, just a little side note about your bell. I guess you were called Pegasus. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think aspiration goals was definitely Neptune she's cool but I don't I don't think I have a mature aspiration I need to like take notes from you for sure (laughs) it's hard but you know you have to you have to yeah you have to aspire to somebody or something (laughs) (laughs) maybe I should try to pick one but hopefully it comes to me a little bit later Um, but for now I feel like the three most not immature ones but I guess Ray is my she's my uh, my balance I guess she's the fulcrum that kind of keeps the craziness kind of Left or right, like Venus or Sir, uh, Venus or Serena. Wow, Venus or Serena. That is a thing. Right. Yeah, I, I've thought about that at some point. I was like, wow, Venus and Serena. But yeah, um, but yeah, I think I think Ray is a good balance. Like it's like she is the one who's like, get it together, stop being late. Like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Even though she also can be like a little all over the place, but I feel like she mostly is grounded, especially in the manga. Even more so in the manga, but. In the 90s sure, anime, sure. even she's still very grounded and like, get it together, Serena. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like every single time something went down, too. Um, I think because I like Ray, I have friends, my closest friends resemble kind of like a Ray personality or like a, a Makoto personality, where um, in a lot of the movies, Ray was the one, if something went down, like uh, in the Promise of the Rose movie, when, when, when Darian got kidnapped and everyone's like, you know, getting beat up by these dang flowers, Ray was the one who threw Usagi down the hill. Was like, you have to go. Right. Uh, in the the dream movie, um, she's like putting her forehead against Usagi's and is like, it's going to be okay. So I feel like I have friends that do that for me. So even if I am kind of like a bit of a meatball head or a dango head, whatever you want to call it, I like meatball head. It was cute. Even if I am a bit of a meatball head, I do have that kind of grounded, and I aspire to be like that. But luckily, I have friends for that. <laughs> yeah, it's so important. I think that's an. I think that's another uh, thing that um. It's Haruka. It's Haruka. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> on our way to see future. Um, yeah, I think that's another thing. I feel like a lot of people don't 
um, appreciate Ray for that because you always see them as like adversaries and like rivals, but she really is the mm-hmm. one who looks out for Serena slash Usaki like a lot of the times, even like when uh, <laughs> Darren gets kidnapped in season one, <laughs> in season two, <laughs> or season one, actually, season um, yeah, by uh, yeah, by yes. Megaverse yeah. and yes, in season one, and she's like, get it together, like slaps her and it's like you need to like keep it together like we're gonna find him like it's gonna be fine (laughs) but like that tough love is so important it's something that she she needs sometimes i think Mm -hmm, for sure because i feel like everyone kind of enables her a little bit just a wee Mm -hmm. bit i feel like yeah or just like doesn't even like hold her accountable right right exactly and ray was like honey Mm-mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which I appreciate for sure, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, well, talk about all your favorite Sailor Sensi scouts. Um, but you too have been doing some things. Um, you have Sailor Moon inspired music video for Here I Am, I believe. Oh, that's right. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason. I mean, you're just like successful not. and a Sailor Moon fan. But um, yeah, so tell me about how did you like come up with that idea for a music video? Like, how did you uh, think mm. to incorporate Sailor Moon in the music video? Aha, okay. So um, I didn't mention this before, but my mom calls me Shanny Moon, right? Or she used to call me Shan. Now it's just Shan, Shan. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Shanny Moon came to be um, for this video because when I was writing the song, I was thinking to myself, um, like Whitney Houston's I'm Your Baby Tonight and uh, a bunch of other like, just I'm here for you, like I'm your girl kind of things. And I'm and the way the lyrics were going, it was very much I'm saving this person from a bad relationship. And I thought, okay, who who does this? Like, and even at the bridge, it's like, you know, my love will set you free. Never fear, love is here. And I'm like, who embodies this? And uh, it was just Sailor Moon for me. Um, even when I was talking to the choreographer about the the movement, I said, I need a circle. I need this to look like Sailor Planet Attack right now. I need to look like, you know, Sailor Transport. Um, I just had Sailor Moon in mind um, for this song, for the music video specifically as well. And my my friend, Chris, who also hosts the CCTV podcast, he was like, oh, do you need dancers? Just let me know. I'm like, yes, I want you because he just looks like Mamo in my in my mind. I was like, okay, the tall, skinny guy with like the black hair, this would be perfect. Um, and I knew I wanted the video to just have all the like symbolism or imagery from the, the anime. Uh, I'm in a dress. I wanted Princess Serenity. I wanted to have that feel. I wanted people to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, is this what I think it is? To see the roses on the wall and think, oh my gosh, the Kissinian blossoms and the little flowers and the roses. Um, even when I was dancing in the suits and the, the jackets, I was thinking tuxedo mask and you know King Endymion. How can I tie all these different imagery, all this different imagery from Knuckles' creation and make it my own, make it something that a Mooney could appreciate, but also a fan say, why does she have a, this thing on her head? Someone thought I had a bindi and thought I was like half um, half Desi, I think it is. But I said, no, 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 please don't. No, it's just, it's a moon, first of all, and don't have me out here getting canceled. But it created a dialogue with this person. So um, people are definitely noticing and I totally appreciate it. So um, thank you for, for noticing certain things. Uh, did you have like a look or anything that like stood out to you or... Uh, something that you remember from the video? 
I think the biggest one was, I mean, I guess the obvious one where you just have like the moon crescent on your forehead. And I was just like, oh, okay, she's, this is definitely what you're going for, you know, because <laughs> I think sometimes I'll watch videos from other artists and I'm like, oh, this feels Sailor Moon inspired, but I'm not sure. And that was the point when I was just like, okay, this is definitely Sailor Moon inspired. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. She got a crescent on her head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what was just like really pretty and just like very like I don't know. But now I have to go back and see uh, this, this Mamo uh, character guy in the lookalike. <laughs> you know, Chris was wearing a mask the whole time, so it's hard to tell. But um, I mean, if you think about it, the '90s manga really did the '90s manga. The '90s anime really did play Mamo. Or mm-hmm. Darren, whatever you want to yeah. call him. But yeah, it played him. It made him come across as like a little wimp. Like he's getting kidnapped. He doesn't have any powers, blah, blah, blah. Like at least in the manga and then in the crystal version, you see him uh, using his powers more. The bomber, uh, the his healing powers, him being more connected with his earthly nature instead of just, I'm throwing a rose and giving you advice. And then flapping away with the sound of, of, of castanets and a Spanish guitar. Yeah. Right? So it's like, okay. <laughs> Just give him some purpose here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he did get kidnapped quite a bit. Um, and so in the music video, there is a a little bit of a, a love triangle um, where I am protecting him or my friend Chris from the other female dancer because she is she is Beryl. Uh, she is fish eye. She is Nehelania. But, yeah, he, <laughs> I'm protecting him from this bad girl or this bad person. Um, yeah, so my friend was embodying that. Um, and then at the end, he, he honestly, Chris played so many roles in this. So shout out to Chris. He played like a, a random passerby guy. And then he played Mamo. And then at the end, he actually was Sailor Jupiter because I gave him a pink jacket, a pink blazer. I see. Um, now. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So you, I think I think if you if people watch it, they'll they'll see the they'll see Chris becoming different characters for sure. And all the other dancers going from like maybe villains and then becoming the senshi themselves. I feel like you just gave me so much more context. I need to like rewatch this whole video and just like watch with all <laughs> of that in mind. Um, I'm also realizing in the beginning you wore a tux, which I'm guessing is like a tuxedo mask, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's like eight looks. There's supposed to be 12. Um, so if you, <laughs> there's eight looks in this video. So a lot of videos typically kind of incorporate one scene, couple B shots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But this one, I was like, no, 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 I need all the looks. I even had like a, a villain scene where I kind of dressed up as um <laughs> black lady, a black lady dressed up as black oh, lady. Um, <laughs> and I had a witch's five look as well, but mm-hmm. those two actually did not make the yeah, cut. I feel like I need the like so, yeah. Chantel cut or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I might release it for yeah. sure because I was like dang it I waste, I didn't waste money but share the looks you know. we need to see all the looks all the looks <laughs> <laughs> yeah all, all 12 of them but yeah no the video is definitely stimulating in the sense where it's like there's a lot happening and when I edited it I wanted to kind of have a story be told you know um I was taking a lot of inspiration from all the seasons of Sailor Moon so yeah hopefully people can spot them and i hope you can find some more easter eggs because <laughs> there's a whole lot yeah i think i definitely will when i rewatch it now like realizing that there's like easter eggs in every um i mean you're noticing at the end like and like you said everyone is wearing like a different colored blazer or mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, just, like in the circle you mentioned so i'm like oh my god this just went all over my all like way over my head last time i watched this so i feel like 
rewatch it now, I'm going to be like, oh, I get everything. <laughs> See, I appreciate that. And you're very observant. So, you know, I, I feel like you can, now that you see, be like, oh, wow, that's what that is. Oh, oh okay, okay. You know, and, and I couldn't get a crystal heart because I found one on, on Etsy, but it costs like money. Yeah. So I actually have like a giant diamond serving as like the silver crystal. So I put it toward my eye and twist it. And there's like a little kaleidoscope of like Princess Serenity happening in that video. So there's there's a lot of little things okay. to like really kind of hone in on. I love it. I feel like, is that like Professor Tomo too, I'm thinking? Because that's what I was kind of like thinking of just now. Thank you. Oh I feel so <laughs> seen. You don't, you know, oh, someone asked me before, like, oh, you know, what is the hardest thing about like, you know, translating your music and your vision to your fans? And I'm like, it's not the fans. It's the people, like the post, no, the pre-production. Like, hey, can you make like a Sailor Moon kind of theme? What's, what's what? Oh my God, you've never seen Sailor Moon? No. Like everyone's so caught up, either they know like DBZ or they just don't know anime. So like me explaining this is magical girl. Give me magical girl in this production. Give me magical girl when you're lighting this thing. Like I, oh my gosh. So thank you for seeing me. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, I, I get that. I totally get that. Cause there is a certain aesthetic there. And it's like, if you don't know it, I don't know like what to tell you. Just like, that's, that's just what it is. Right, right. So the fans and the viewers definitely catch it. And if they don't, they're like, um, may, maybe, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but is it? And then I say, yeah. And they go, yeah, great. Even if you're unsure, dude, you still have an inkling, but man. So yeah, again, thank you. <laughs> um, if you were to do another anime inspired music video, what anime would you choose? Not you with the question I never got before. Hey, okay. Oh, that's snap. my goal in every interview. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. I'm like, I'm like genuinely stumped. Holy poop. Oh, okay. 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 What I will tell you, what I will tell you is um, eventually I will be for my next project. I haven't gotten there yet, but for my next project, just to kind of give a little bit of a hint for people, um, I'm still going to go with the Sailor Moon theme, but it's going to be more like Chibiusa, uh, where it's going to be. <laughs> black lady so i'm gonna go for a dark moon concept but it's going to be a little bit the only thing that's going to be really identifiable is the pink hair but i'm leaning more toward like a fully coolly kind of music themed music video that's have you seen i have and that's gonna be so cool i want to see chibusa (laughs) in a fully coolly styled animation now and i'm kind of sad it doesn't exist you know we, we can only wish in our dreams. So like the whole thing is just, okay, I'll give you a little teaser. So it's called The Loveless. And of course, Chibiusa felt that mm-hmm. way. Um, and I was like, okay, what character has like pink hair? And like, I've been, I wrote a song that does not fit on this project, but it fits on Loveless a little bit more. Um, the current project now is Chroma. So it's a little bit more about colors and like chromesthesia. There's, there's like this, this is cognitive, Thing that happens with people when they hear certain songs they they can see color i can't pronounce it i know what you're um, talking about but, but i also can't pronounce it but i know what you're talking about you know so i just sound majorly illiterate right now but i'm glad you know but yeah so it is a um cognitive like thing that happens where you hear and you see the color um so that's chroma for this project but the next project loveless it has like this guitar riff and i'm like what song has a guitar riff oh my god the theme song for fully coolie like the pillows duh and and then i'm like okay i'm gonna lock this in i'm gonna get the goggles keep the pink hair and it's gonna be like really turned up guitar 
Um, and I want it to be fun. So yeah, that's that's a little teaser. Fully cooly for next time. That's, I cannot <laughs> wait to see that. That sounds like it's gonna be so much fun. And then I'm gonna try and pronounce it. I just googled it, but chromesthesia or color synthesia. Yes, color synthesia. I feel like that's a little bit easier to say than chromesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the kind of, uh, you know, uh, feeling I want to uh, evoke in people. Um, I want them to hear the song and think fighting evil by moonlight, but winning love by daylight. Cause the song is really sultry in the beginning. You know, it's just me whispering and singing about how the girl has lied to you so many times. And then as the song progresses, I start using a brighter tone. I'm starting to belt a little bit more. There's a rap in there. There's a whole belting in the bridge. No one does bridges anymore. And I'm like, I want this bridge to really crescendo, you know? So um, it definitely embodies that. And then each single has a Shantone, which is like a Pantone card. So each single that I release will have a certain color or colors designated to the song, just so people can get an idea of what it might sound like. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing Roy G Biv, minus the eh, the I. So just Roy G BV <laughs> right now. Because six songs is enough, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, and I feel like Indigo is always just like a weird, like, it's either, it's blue-purple. So, like, why are we adding something extra here? Come on now, Victoria, you already know. (laughs) (laughs) You already know. (laughs) So, yeah, I think you could tell me about that. I think also that is a really cool idea. I love Pantones. I think they're just, like, really neat. And I think, like, having an album uh, and then, like, you having, like, yeah, the synth, synth then something (laughs) 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 i think that's just like super cool and shout out to um i love brandon who's on the podcast he also has this and he actually can pronounce it so if you want to listen to that episode he pronounces it really well (laughs) dang should have should have watched it before (laughs) i did um but that's such a cool idea i cannot wait for you to release each song um how many songs are like was this the first single or how many where are we in this process? Oh. Okay, so uh, 2019, I released like a little uh, buzz single called Like It. Um, I have songs from a previous project called The Me and You. It's like a digital like triptych where I tell a story, beginning, middle, end of a relationship. I like you, I want you, I miss you. So <laughs> you can tell, beginning, I like you, middle, I want you. Oh yeah, baby. And at the end, they break up, obviously. Um, uh, so chroma is not is non-canon so it has nothing to do with <laughs> chroma at all um so i wanted to start fresh and i released a like bilingual track called like it and um it's sung in spanish and english not a lot of spanish but just enough to kind of make people think i'm fluent and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah now and that was the yellow color um that one was like really flirty because i don't have songs like where i'm just saying hey talk to me nice and uh, I might put it on you. I don't have songs like that. So I, I put a song on this project that embodies like that flirty, yellowy kind of green color where it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> kind of like spring, kind of sunny. We like it. Um, and the green is like part of your heart chakra and whatnot. So it just it's like it's meant to entice you and meant to kind of hit your heart in a certain way. Um, and it's fun. It's like a little dance break in it. So I have six songs on Chroma, but. I only have Like It Out, which is track three, and Here I Am, which is track two. So there's, what, 
I can't count. Four more tracks left. <laughs> Four more tracks. What's the sure. first track again? Uh, the first track. Oh, like the the one I released was okay. Like it. So like it. Here I yeah. am. And then what's the third one? Oh, there's no third oh. one just yet. But like the the first. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I went. I kind of went back into like the beginning of time just then with my explanation. No. But um, yeah, my first project. Um, had the three, but now this one has six, but I only released two. No, no, I got, I, you know, what? I like my brain. I was like, where'd you bib? It's seven. He <laughs> said there's four left. So there must be three left, but I forgot we're, we're leaving off. I, so there's. That's right. Okay. The I gotta it's go. just, I'm not quick with math. <laughs> Things don't always happen. Well, numbers aren't my thing, okay. but we it's got totally it. Okay. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I mean, um, my, I, I'm going to try to release a deluxe version. We'll see. Um, uh, so it might not be like Reggie Biv. It might just be like random colors I decide, like random bright pink, hot ass pink, a chartreuse. I don't know, maybe a mauve. Ooh, we'll see. I love a good mauve. A mauve. One of them. I love a good <laughs> mauve. That is super cool. I think it'll be awesome. Either way you do it, I totally look forward to purple, which is my favorite color. Or if you want to do a lavender, I like lavender too. Um, look forward to it. Yeah. For lavender, <laughs> look at your suggestions. You know, throwing that out there. You know, you don't have to. Just, you know. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, a lot of the pan, a lot of the shantones have gradients. So I'm not mad at that, that, that gradient at all. So I'll consider it if it, if it represents the last song. <laughs> totally. Okay. I, I, I respect your artistic uh, integrity. <laughs> um, Oh, thank you. But I'm flexible. I think I think because the work is not complete, uh, I'm open to suggestion because um, with Here I Am, I, I, I wrote that song a year ago with a K-pop songwriter and it was supposed to be for a girl group. And then a year later, I released it as mine. So listen, I'm fluid when it comes to my creativity. <laughs> All right. OK, well, watch out for the Lavender song, y'all. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just hit my table. Sorry. You're good. I'm a knee I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, we kind of talked a bit about K-pop. I didn't know you wrote for with K-pop writers and for K-pop writers. I think it's super cool or K-pop artists. Um, when did you get into K-pop and who are some of your favorite artists? Who do you stand? Who do you stand? All right. So just to clarify, unfortunately, I have not gotten into any big rooms with anyone yet but you know that's the whole thing that's the whole game um you you make the demos you do what you can and you send it out and if they don't want it they don't want it you move on um but yeah I had a mentorship with Chick and she wrote for um XO and a lot of um, a shiny track and then Wecky Mecky and a bunch of other artists um so when I wrote this song it was part of that mentorship and she said okay just write and I said okay Okay. Um, I wrote a boy group song and I finished that fairly quickly, but then here I am, I wrote and I was like, okay, she's going to like it. Uh, she did. She had like one note, but it wasn't like, I wasn't going to take the note. Sorry, chick. Um, because <laughs> I liked the way the song progressed with the, with the, the critique that she had. I was like, oh, I like it. Um, but yeah, so, um, I've been into K-pop for like a really long time. So a lot of my songs kind of have that kind of not even kind of, they have a dynamic where you'll have a verse, you might have a rap in the second verse, just something to make it more interesting. Because if you listen to the same melody for too long, it gets a little bit boring. Well, at least for me. Um, so my writing reflects storytelling, it reflects the changing in production. Um, and ever since I got into K-pop, like around maybe 2008, I appreciated that kind of 
notion. I mean, granted, a lot of K-pop is derived from American and Western music in general, um, but they have taken what we started and have, have like transcended concepts of like, oh, let's combine R&B and dubstep and then this random jazz breakdown in this, this song. And I'm like, oh, not my favorite kind of combination, but at least you're taking a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, so, you know, I appreciate that kind of thing. And um, a lot of black people write for them too. So <laughs> that's that surprising. <laughs> Come on now, we out here. But yeah, one of my, one of my like, first artist I got into and still really enjoy is Poa. Yes. Uh, Poa actually, come on now, come on now. <laughs> Any yeah. anime fan who watched Inuyasha heard every heart. I was like, oh my God, every heart. Oh, this is so good. Who sang that song? I come to find out. I'm like, this Japanese, she's not Japanese. Okay, this is in Japanese, but she's singing in Korean. She's Korean, singing in Japanese. Okay, what's happening? Did research. She's a Korean girl who's been doing it, been in the game since she was like, what, 13, 14? And has been, you know? And I'm like, yo, who is doing it like her? We had like Britney Spears, we have Beyonce, you know, maybe does like her whole B Day album in Spanish, right? But Boa was out here doing Japanese, Chinese, English, you know, and she had just come out with Eat You Up and stuff like that. And I was like, whoa. And granted, I love American artists. I love American pop. Like back in the 90s, we were holding it down. Like the whole Max Martin sound and all that stuff like that. We were holding it down. Dark Child. We had it in Unlock. But like I said, K-pop has just transcended the concepts that we've developed. And um, hopefully we can get back to it. Hopefully we can. But um, but yeah, it definitely influences the way I write. Um, nowadays, I listen to a bunch of different artists. Um, and it's hard to pinpoint one right now. Itzy twice, um, older groups like Infinite with their 80s inspired songs and whatnot. Um, do you have any like K-pop artists like from then or now that you're, that you're yeah, into? Yeah, so I um, I always feel like an old head because like I love like Super Junior and like <laughs> I used to like SS501 and um, I'm forgetting the other group right now. Obviously like Girls' Generation. Like I really like became a k-pop fan like around that time and then kind of fell off and then mm-hmm. i think it was just like at some point like there's just too many groups to keep up with right now oh i like to anyone also of course yes. and yeah and i think at some point i was just like oh my god this is too much i cannot keep up i give up and uh now i'm just like i don't know anything except for bts <laughs> you know what it's okay yeah. it got super saturated oh also Girls' generations did a um, uh, what's it called anniversaries oh, wow. today. Look at that! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got into them too. I was like, holy crap! There's nine of them. Yeah. That's a lot of girls. But you know, they held it down. They really did. They really did. They. I feel like they were such trailblazers for a lot of the um, acts we see today. Like even BTS. Like I don't think people realize like how many artists there were before them that did have crossovers um, into the United States, but just wasn't as yes. big as BTS. Yes, exactly. I I remember when Seven from YG like teamed up with K- Little Kim. Oh my God, I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, I just snorted. Oh wow. my God, sorry. Because he was out here at the club with Little Kim, and I was like, "How y'all manage that?" You know. So okay. I mean, she was fresh out. She was fresh out the pen at that point. She's like, "I'm looking for a feature," you know. So respect to her. She's she's OG. But it was just funny. I was like, I did not see that coming. Um, but Wonder Girls came out here too, and. And then Girls' Generation came out here too. And Boa, like I said, with that, you know, first expansion into, you know, America and whatnot. So that was kudos to her for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Boa and uh, 
on the Japanese side, Ayumi Hama. Oh God. Hamasaki. Yes. I feel like those those two were like, thank you, <laughs> like <laughs> held it down for the early 2000s, for the 99 and the 2000s. <laughs> for sure. And I was like, oh my goodness. No, for real. I think I, I started watching a lot of like Asian concerts and I'm like, yo, I have never ever in my life seen a concert this grandiose. Like usually we kind of just get like cutesy, like here we are on the stage, here are the speakers in a live band, which is awesome. But like in Asia, you get the live band, you get the dancers, you get the staging. And I'm like, holy cannoli. I mean, nowadays the, the concerts are a lot more bigger and a lot more grand, but like in the early 2000s, I didn't really see that. I mean, um, Chris, <laughs> bring up Chris again. Uh, he actually like introduced me to some more Kylie Minogue stuff. And he showed me like her Aphrodite concert and she had a fountain. She had like this like very sexy harnessed men dressed as horses pulling her chariot. Like she was going for this full Aphrodite concept. Like there was an angel Eros like carrying her as she was sing. He was, he was flying to her as she was singing. I'm like, geez, this is huge. And I've never seen nothing that anything that grand since like, like you said, Ayumi and Poa. So it was like, holy smokes. So yeah, they, they had it on lock for sure. Yeah, the production is out of this world and it's so it's so cool. Um, but, and yeah, before I, my, I realized what was happening in my brain, I kept thinking Hayao Miyazaki. And my brain was like, no, Ayumi Miyazaki. And my brain was like, Hayao Miyazaki. And I was just like, no, that's not it. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It happens. Oh, but speaking of Chris, we brought him up few times um he's your co-host on cctv so tell me what's that about like what do you guys talk about ah so cctv there's a labor of love um for sure um so basically chris and i talk about pop music um and we bring a perspective in the sense where he used to work for a record label a pretty major label here in new york and i am an artist and um even though i'm not signed i've worked for like a japanese pub japanese wow a korean publishing company and um, so we talk about certain things that happen in the production. We talk about the music. We talk about overall stage presence. And we try to bring our nostalgia and our um, love for pop into the forefront of it. Even if we do critique something, we try to provide an alternative, not just like, oh, my God, this was crap. Okay, why wasn't, why wasn't it good? Okay, this drum was just a little awkward. The snare was awkward. I feel like this should have ended with the, with the harmony, not just solo vocals. We try to provide perspective that is a little bit untapped, you know, um, but still try to have fun. Um, it's definitely been a really enjoyable experience working with him um, in that sense. And we talk about K-pop, talk about Western pop. Um, UK pop as well, which also influenced a lot of K-pop, and I don't think I don't think people realize that. Um, but yeah, we talk about pop, 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 um, <laughs> and we try not to get into like the gossip of things, which is probably why our channel hasn't like skyrocketed because we don't bring that crap up unless it's about unless it talks about the growth of an artist or how it may have affected the art of negatively. We don't really get into messy things which I appreciate because neither one of us are messy <laughs> yeah it is nice I feel like there's so many podcasts and outlets that do that and it's nice just to talk about the music like I I will talk about messiness sometimes if it relates to the music it's like oh what is this person doing like you know the whole Beyonce thing but like you know talking about that <laughs> with like lemonade and it's like okay like there's there's a connection here we're not just like gossiping about her life but 
yeah I, right the context yeah. yeah and i think that's so cool that you guys like break down the music in that way and i, I don't think i hear that often it's you know i hear a lot like the lyrics were good or you know the uh and i talk about a person who's like yeah. I, I also like am terrible at doing reviews i feel because i'm always just like oh what <laughs> did i like about this song so it's okay <laughs> i think that is cool that um you guys can do that and i, I definitely need to listen to some episodes because i am slacking no it's okay i mean it's, it's definitely hard to do i remember uh, it's it's, def- it's definitely tough especially when you have an artist that you do like um there's been times where like there's this artist i love one hope so I know I would I let him break my heart I would let him break my heart okay he's he's everything (laughs) so I had to watch a video and I did not like it as much as I liked his first single and I watched the video like 10 times I remember very vividly watching it 10 times and I had to find something each time like Chris he'll watch it and he'll say something about it that I may not notice and then I'll say something that he may not have noticed. So it's nice to have two set of eyes as opposed to just one person saying, yeah, so uh, the video is very hard to do that. So um, I, I don't blame you if you don't notice certain things like the first time because I have to watch things. I have to listen to it constantly, especially if I hear a certain like instrumental or something or like a beat. I'm like this sounds like something else. Like my recall game is crazy. He's like, I, don't, I didn't hear that. And I'll send him something I'm like this sounds just like this. And then he's like, whoa, I didn't notice. So yeah, it's I'm just obsessive when it comes to like trying to hear certain things and trying to see certain things that some other people might not notice. So um, because it helped me with my artistry. I'm like, why is this song bad? Or why is not bad? Why is this song meh? Or why is this song great? It's because he decided to to use a, a minor chord instead of a major one and it really resonated with my spirit, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah i appreciate all of that i think that's so true i do have that thing where i can like this sounds like this other thing but um yeah but i think yeah that's so cool to be able to do to be like oh like if they would have like had their voice a little bit stronger at the end because there are like there are songs like i i don't like as much as other songs or like songs i'm like this doesn't move me as much and i think there are style there are reasons for that and it's like whether it's in the production or like the the singing or um something else even like you know like you said like a, a minor chord change or something that they decided to do and it really is a science to it to a degree oh my gosh yes and and i'm not i'm not I'm not exactly the the, the, the utmost authority on it but i like to try to <laughs> stop it but i do try to create that dialogue so um typically you know when people do leave comments even though we are maybe roasting sometimes it's it's with like evidence, like this is why we didn't like it. So the conversation, there's like a, a positive discourse. We've only had like a couple people just say, this sucked. And I'm like, okay. And then Chris is like, okay, so tell us what you guys liked about it. And there's no response. So for the most part, a lot of people, when we do discuss it with fans, they leave like long paragraphs, we can have a civil conversation. And I think because we we lean more toward constructive criticism as opposed to just, this wasn't good. And we provide evidence as to why and we don't have any conflicts just yet but you know k-pop fans probably haven't found our black pink one we were kind of harsh with the black pink one mm, <laughs> yeah that's yeah that will do it i mean people go hard for their faves and it just is what it is um but going back to you because you talk about like i feel like you know talking about what you talk about on cctv and being an artist um I want to know, like, do you have any advice for someone who wants to become a multi-hyphenated music artist? 
um, especially as an indie artist, uh, what advice would you give to someone? Don't. Just don't. I'm joking. I'm joking. Partially. A lot of people give that advice on the show, and it's really funny. Not just for this, just not even just for like getting into music, but for like various different things. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. It's not helpful. It's not helpful at all. Um, okay. The reason I say don't is because what ends up happening is that you'll have your hand in the pot constantly, almost to the point where you're burning yourself when you need to let someone else cook that item or whatever. Um, so with this video, I did everything except maybe produce the song. And I didn't produce the song. I did not hold the camera and I did not choreograph, but I almost did. I literally have like a minute's worth of choreo that I was going to send to the choreographer. And I had to step back because what ends up happening is you turn into a control freak. It's like, I need to be like this. But then again, your vision is as clear as it's ever going to be. And if you can't find people to you know, align themselves with what you want, if you're like me, you'll probably drop them. Or if you're like, or, or you'll tolerate it. But for me, I'm, I'm the kind of person where it's like, if you're not getting it, it's a little frustrating because I'm the type of person, because I know what I want and because I have experienced so many little things, I give examples. I try to provide the utmost like information that you could possibly have. I try to be as thorough as possible. So there is no room for, you didn't tell me that. So when it doesn't happen, you're like, why can't I just do it myself? And you'll start getting into this whole like mindset of, I could do this myself. I could do this myself, where eventually you might get stuck doing a lot of stuff by yourself. And that's why I say don't. Now, <laughs> if you do want to become a multi-hyphenate, it is good because A, um, it's, it's good for your game. And I know it sounds kind of strange but it's good for your game i've been watching a lot of big brother but uh in the sense of networking you want to come across as someone where it's like oh we need uh someone to kind of like help out be, uh you know with the recording oh I, I can do that i can do that no no not, not singing no no i can do that i can press the button i can stop it i can cut the files oh okay yeah i can i can't mix very well but i can do the bare minimum where if someone did come in and mix it they could oh um we need to do something with the music video i can help out with styling i can help out with lighting because i do have experience in it um so it, it's good to have that kind of thing um but it does get stressful so i lean more towards don't so that you can focus on your craft and make yourself the best you can um but it but if you want to become multi-hyphenated go for it but just understand that you need to take a step back and let other people do their job that so, makes yeah. a lot of sense <laughs> yeah like trust your team they know what they're doing even if they may not always share the same vision with you but like at least the technical skills are usually there and um yeah just like you know you know to <laughs> collaborate with and you'll you'll learn along the way you're like okay this person i vibe with this person and eh, not so much but you know yeah yeah, seriously, it's been like that for me, for sure. Um, each project, I actually do have a like, different set of people each time. Um, not not on purpose, but um, it, it just helps me. Um, and luckily, because I have like this whole like, you know, jack of all trades thing going on, if something isn't the way I want it, I can articulate it in a nice way. I'm not a mean person. and I know I come across as stern when I'm explaining this, yeah. but um, <laughs> well, clear. And direct. Um, but uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm very clear about what I want so that people don't say, well, you didn't tell me that. Um, it's definitely helpful to have that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then 
just like Sailor Moon had her Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Chantel says. Sailor Chantel says, or Shani Moon, as my mom yeah. likes to call. Um, so Shani Moon says, say thank you. Um, one thing about me is that even if you were just there holding the speaker, or if you were there who and you handed me a tissue, I give credit where credit is due. As much as it is nice to be a multi-hyphenated person, it is also nice to have people who have your back. Smallest thing. I paid people hourly for rehearsal and I paid them for the video. It wasn't a lot, but I wanted them to know that your time will not be wasted because time is an unrenewable resource. So make sure people are giving you that. You say thank you. You show gratitude um, because they don't have to do anything for you. Even if you are paying them, <laughs> they don't have to be there. Um, and the fact that they chose you is a testament to their character and as well as yours. So make sure you show gratitude for sure. That is so true. And then now there's someone playing music like right outside my window because like no one knows I'm recording, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so what's next for you and where can people find you? Well, what's next? Okay, so basically, <laughs> hopefully more music. Um, it's a little slow. That's another thing too being a multi-hyphenate is finding out where, you, where your next, next paycheck is coming from. So um, yeah. right now is to work on the next single <laughs> and the promo for that. Um, so um, yeah, I definitely am going to release another single for the fall. It's going to be a lot, a lot more sultry and sensual. Um, so yeah, that's next. And where people could find me is Miss MS period. Chantel Nicole on everything except TikTok. On TikTok, I'm actually okie dokie, which is <laughs> which is interesting because I'm going viral on TikTok because of K-pop and some other little silly things I'm doing up there. Um, but yeah, everything else is Ms. Chantel Nicole um, at everything for sure. And definitely be on the lookout for more fun stuff because I don't just do music. I do CCTV and I content create and um, I choreograph and all the other good stuff. And you know, <laughs> work backstage. How do you spell Okitoki? O-K-K-I-T-O-K-K-I. So it's it's Korean for bunny, which is something like oh, my family Is that another me. Sailor Moon reference or is that just coincident? No, actually, I had a rabbit when I was younger. Um, her name was Asia. I don't know why her name was Asia, which is really weird how my life turned out. It's but yeah, I had a rabbit named Amy. Really foreshadow a foreshadow bunny, and um yeah I call my I call my dad rabbit because he you know his teeth and then the way he eats salad like all all the time so I just call him rabbit and um yeah and he calls me bunny so it just stuck and then I told my friend who knew Korean she goes you like you like Sailor Moon right and like yeah I was thinking like maybe like Usagi because I was going to be a dancer and I was like Usagi kind of sounds extremely Japanese and she's like Toki is. Japanese, Korean for rabbit. And I was like, oh my God, that's a perfect dance name. I just stuck with it, but I don't dance anymore. <laughs> I mean, I do, but not backgrounds anymore as much. <laughs> so yeah, that's the backstory for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking that because, you know, Bunny is also her nickname in the manga. So I was like, oh, so funny yes. how things happen. And you have a bunny <laughs> named Asia, which is a country she's from. Anyway. I know, it's so bad. It's so well, weird how yeah, it, it was all meant to be. <laughs> Indeed. Kismet. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Victoria. Again, I appreciate it, seriously, because 
you know, I'm multi-hyphenated. It's not, it's nice having someone else to talk to as opposed to, no offense to Chris, but you know, it's have people who care. So again, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I totally get it. And it's always fun talking to such amazing guests like yourself. Um, And then once again, I'm Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. You can find us on all podcast streaming platforms. And if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it. And give us five stars, maybe, if you like the episode. Um, You can also find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And on TikTok at Sailor Victoria. Um, And you can also find our merch at mooniesclub.com. And if you want to follow the podcast, we're at mooniesclub on Twitter and moonies underscore club on Instagram. And thanks for listening, moonies. Bye.